Christmas, everybody. And it is great to see y'all. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Eric, and I am uh, uh, the pastor here. And we're grateful that you've chosen to worship our Savior on this Christmas Eve with us uh, this morning. Now, as we talk about Christmas Eve, I, I got to thinking this week about how significant names are. You know, names have meaning. Names remind us where we come from. Names often remind us of our roots. They bring up uh, memories of our family and who we are. Like I think about our boys, Samuel and Wilson. They're named after their grandfathers and great-grandfathers. Our daughter, Emma, uh, is adopted from Taiwan, and, and her middle name is her given Taiwanese name. And my middle name is Sean. And as I was researching my middle name, I discovered that it, it goes back to British spies and MI6. Okay, yes, my parent, my mom loves Sean Connery. But still, <laughs> names have meaning. Now, in the Bible, Jesus has given over a hundred different names and titles. And each one of those names and titles given to Jesus has tons of meaning. They're significant. And every time this time of year, as I read the, the story of the birth of Christ, I put myself in Joseph and Mary's shoes. Like I think about what goes through their mind every time they called his name. You know, as parents, we're constantly calling our kids, right? And can you just picture yourself in Mary and Joseph's shoes calling their son Jesus to come to him? And every time they say that name, even though it was a very common name in his day, but every time they called his name, they were reminded of who he is. Every time they called his name, I imagine they were awestruck by the fact that this was the name that they were told to give him by God himself. We've read this passage, but I want to read it again. In Matthew chapter 1, beginning in verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Joseph, or mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son. And listen to this. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So every time they called out his name Jesus, guess what they were reminded of? That this child was conceived from the Holy Spirit. That this child would save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
Emmanuel. That name given to Jesus, Emmanuel, was a name given to Jesus over 700 years before Jesus was born. Before he was born, the prophet Isaiah spoke these words and said, this is going to be the name of the Messiah. This is going to be the name of the Christ. In Isaiah 7, 14, here's what Isaiah tells us. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So 700 years before Jesus is even born, we're given the name Emmanuel, that this is going to be who he is. And in this one name, Emmanuel, everything changes. In this one name, Emmanuel, everything changes. Why? Because Emmanuel literally means God with us. God with us. And so the angel is telling Mary and Joseph that the child that she will bear will be Emmanuel, God with us. That the child that she was bear, they will call his name Emmanuel, meaning that he will be God himself. That he will be God in human flesh, living among men. Church, all the truths of Christmas can be summed up in three words. Three very simple words. God with us. All the truths of Christmas, all the reason that we celebrate can be summed up in those three words. God with us. Now here's the reality. It's so easy during this season to focus on the baby Jesus, right? It's easy to focus on the humanity of Jesus. I mean, we sing songs about his birth in a manger. We go to plays about his birth and how there was no room for him in the end. We put manger scenes and nativity scenes on our mantles in our homes with little baby Jesus right there in the middle, right? And it's so easy for us to focus on the humanity of Jesus. It's so easy for us to focus on the, the birth of Jesus. But the reality is our greater focus should be on the deity of Christ and the fact that he is God with us. Because that changes everything. That changes everything when we understand and we truly grasp the fact that God is with us. Later on, the prophet Isaiah wrote, and he, and he continued to talk about this child that would be born. And he begins to write, and he writes characteristics of who he is. He, 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 he unpacks who this child is going to be, and he lays out further uh, uh, information for us that clarifies what it means for God to be with us. And Isaiah lays this out and he says, listen, you want to know who this child's going to be? I mean, let me tell you. And he writes in Isaiah 9, verse 6, these words. For to us a child is born. So this same child, the one that we talked about in Matthew, 
The one that we talked two chapters earlier in Isaiah 7. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So what is Isaiah doing? He is, he's taking us into, the, into who this child is going to be. And he gives us these four phrases that, that really are relational phrases about who Jesus is. He's given us four characteristics, four ideas that reveal the character of Christ. And he really, these four statements teach us and show us what it means for Jesus to be Emmanuel. For, he to, for him to be God with us. So let's talk about those for just a few moments. Wonderful Counselor. That's the first one that Isaiah says. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. Now, there are two Hebrew words that make up that phrase, Wonderful Counselor. Pele and Yaetz. And Calvin, I probably messed those up, so I apologize. Calvin, our Hebrew expert in seminary. But Pele, and correct me if I'm wrong, Calvin, Pele is Hebrew for a great soccer player. <laughs> that, did I get it right? No? Now, what that means, it means beyond understanding. It means it's too wonderful, too amazing, too uh, uh, incredible to describe. So what Isaiah is saying, listen, when he thinks about this son, when he thinks about this child who's going to be born... Just the thought of him is beyond comprehension. That just the thought of him is too, there's no words to describe him. So when Isaiah sits down to write words to describe this child, he says there's no words. There's no words to describe him. That, 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 that there's, not, there's nothing, there are no words, no sentences, no phrases good enough to tell you just how awesome this child is is so he says he is wonderful and then he says counselor yaetz which means one who advises one who instructs one who guides which tells us that this child jesus emmanuel has the wisdom to know the solution and the power to bring it about that he has the the wisdom to direct our lives to guide our lives, to instruct us, and to lead us. In other words, this child will be someone that you and I can bring our worst problems to, and he can show us a way out. He can guide us through the storm. He can lead us through anything in our lives because he is wonderful, and he is our counselor. But the second phrase he uses is mighty God. He says he's a wonderful counselor, but he's also mighty God. This doctrine of the incarnation, this doctrine of the birth of Christ, this advent that we celebrate means that this child is almighty God. The Hebrew word Isaiah uses means that God is all-powerful, almighty. Isaiah is saying that the Messiah, that Christ, that Jesus has all power, over all things, at all times, and in all ways. Think about that. 
that Jesus, our Savior, has all power over all things at all times and in all ways. And because Jesus is mighty God, that means there's nothing too difficult for him. Think about that, church. There's nothing that you're facing. There's nothing in your life that is too difficult for him. Why? Because he is almighty God. He is omniscient. He knows all things. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at all times. And he is omnipotent. He can do anything. So this child, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. His name shall be called Mighty God. And his name shall be called Everlasting Father. Jesus is our everlasting Father. Think about that. That means that, that his compassion never ends. That he is gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in love, and that never stops. He is caring and committed to you because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He's your everlasting Father. He is concerned for your well-being. And He works all things for good and for His glory. He's always there for you. Get this. He is crazy about you. You ever think about that? The fact that God is crazy about you. He loves you so much. And he has compassion for you. He has care for you. He has concern for you. He loves you. And listen, I want, we need to understand this. Because I know sometimes we talk about father, and many of us may not have had fathers that were very loving and very kind. But I want you to understand this, that his love, Jesus' love, is deeper and greater and better than any love you received or failed to receive. Powerful when we begin to understand who this child is. This child that would be born, this Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, is a wonderful counselor. He's a mighty God. He's an everlasting father. And finally, he is Prince of Peace. He's our Prince of Peace. I want us to look at Luke chapter 2. And in Luke chapter 2, it describes the scene again when Jesus is born. And, and Luke's description of this begins, and I want to read verse, beginning in verse 10. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great what? Joy for all the people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, um, there with the angel was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. Now, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace by Isaiah. The angels and the heavenly hosts sing. And say that there will be peace on earth. And they sing glory to God for there will be peace on earth. But for many of us, let's be honest, 
Can we be honest this morning? Let's be honest. If you're not honest, you might get on the naughty list, so we will be honest. <laughs> this time is not necessarily a peaceful time for many of us, is it? Christmas season can bring a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety into our lives. This time of year can often be far from peaceful. I mean, I don't know about you, even if, even if things are good, I mean, it seems like Christmas time is a time where you just go, 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 go. Anybody feel that? Like it just, you never stop. You never get the chance to pause and just reflect on the fact that God is with us. Because we're just going, we're going, we're going. We have Christmas parties, we have office get-togethers, we have shopping, decorating, travel. We got to go see family, and some of us have family issues we got to deal with this week. And you're just like, man, all the stress and all the anxiety. And some of you right now, your palms are starting to sweat. You're going, oh my gosh, I was having peace until you brought this up. <laughs> and then, to top it all off, January's coming. And so are the bills. Every present we unwrap is a reminder that we got to pay for this stuff somehow, in some way. Where's the peace in all of that, right? And yet, Scripture teaches us that this child is the Prince of Peace. That he came to bring peace on earth, according to Luke. Certainly, peace is something that we all need. Certainly, peace is something we all long for, we all want. And yet, peace in our lives often remains an elusive goal, doesn't it? Peace seems to be that thing we keep grasping for but can never reach. But here's the reality. The peace that Jesus gives is not an absence of struggle. The peace that Jesus gives is not an absence of difficulties. The peace that Jesus gives is not fleeting. It's not based upon our circumstances. Here's the peace that Jesus gives. The peace that Jesus gives is first and foremost peace with God. We read in Matthew that he will be called Jesus the Savior of the world. That means that through Jesus, you and I can have peace with God. We can have our sins forgiven. We can be redeemed through this child, through Christ, through his life, through his death on the cross for our sins, through his burial, and through his resurrection. We can have peace with God. But not only that, we can have peace within. See, when we have peace within, that means we are able to trust God's sovereignty. In the midst of all circumstances, in the midst of everything that we're going through, we're able to trust what? That God is with us. We're able to trust the fact that God is with us, and that brings peace within. But not only do we have peace with God, not only do we have peace within, but through Christ, we have peace with others. Throughout the New Testament, the Apostle Paul and others wrote about the fact that we are to live at peace with one another. That we are called to be peacemakers. And so the peace that Jesus gives, that he brings, is peace with God, peace within, 
in peace with others. So this is Emmanuel, God with us. Not some God sitting on a distant throne, not some God that, is, that doesn't care about your life, not some God that isn't concerned with what you're going through, not some God that you can't have a relationship with. No, he is with us. Think about this, church. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace is with us. He's with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is Emmanuel in our victories and in our failures. He is Emmanuel in our brightest moments and in our darkest hours. He is Emmanuel in our greatest hopes and dreams and our most dreadful fears. He is Emmanuel when we're surrounded by friends and family, and he is Emmanuel when we feel alone. He is Emmanuel when you want to press on, and he is Emmanuel when you want to give up and give in. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And here is the truth, that you and I can draw close to Emmanuel. We can draw close to the God who is with us. And we can have that type of relationship with him because we have been given the greatest gift of all. That is that Jesus Christ is Emmanuel. That Jesus Christ is God with us. But I want you to make it personal. And I want you to realize that he is God with you. He is God with you. And may that bring renewed hope and renewed joy and renewed peace this Christmas season. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for the fact that Jesus is Emmanuel, that he is God with us. And Jesus, you are our wonderful counselor. You are our mighty God, our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. No matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, no matter what challenges, what obstacles, what difficulties we find ourselves in, God, you are with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. We are so grateful for that. We're so grateful for the reminder of who you are. This child that was born in the city of Bethlehem, in the city of David, that was prophesied about from Isaiah 700 years before his birth, declaring that he would be Emmanuel, God with us. We're so grateful for that truth. And that truth is just as true today as it was the day that Christ was born. So this Christmas season, Father, as we call out his name, as we celebrate his name, as we worship his name, Help us to be reminded that his name is Emmanuel and that he is God with us. And all God's people said...